0: Welcome to Scott Pilgrim versus the podcast, a podcast where we take down Scott Pilgrim, take him down take to him downtown down. with the elbow, as Pete is saying. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be absolutely wrecking episode five of Scott Pilgrim <laughs> Takes Off. Lights, camera, sparks. Sparks. So if you haven't seen it on Netflix, definitely check it out. But this is a mockumentary style episode. So we go behind the scenes of a major Canadian motion picture, Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life, ostensibly written by young Neil, as Ramona continues to try to figure out what happened to Scott Pilgrim this episode. She is investigating Todd Ingram, voiced by Brandon Routh, and we get some big twists and changes here from everything that we knew about Todd, everything we knew about Envy Adams, Ultimately leading to her next target, which is Julie Powers and Gideon Graves, AKA Gordon Goose, at the end of the episode. So lots of stuff going on in the middle here. I did want to ask first, though, Justin, you Mm. you were furious, like you were livid and screaming the rest, last episode, because they used the same formula for episode three that they did for episode four. You weren't having it. You threw a fit, like on the floor, red in the face. This episode yeah. was a different format. A tantrum. Format. Yeah. yeah. So a little you, uh, baby. Toddler tantrum. Like a baby a tantrum. Toddler and... tantrum. Yes.
2: I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling young and fresh. So naturally, I want to like <laughs> really uh, freak out like a candy, uh, candy. A baby who lost his candy. Yeah, yeah. Baby wants candy. This well, baby did
0: wants. baby get his candy this episode? That was exactly yeah. the question that I wanted to ask you since we, again, got a different format here.
2: Baby got candy. Baby liked the format.
3: (laughs) All right.
2: Uh, uh, I I do think – and like uh, you're saying, I threw a big tantrum. I was just saying I liked the last episode a little bit less because we – I just wanted to be clear in case someone's coming in cold and being like, who's Baby? And why is everyone trying to put Baby in the corner, which is how I feel? Uh, Because – I was just a little like, oh, now we've established sort of a repeated format. When here, shaking it up, we get a whole new genre look at it. I was actually surprised we stayed in the movie world for this episode. Were you guys, hmm. Pete? What do you
0: think about that?
3: Uh, I yeah, I how, didn't how really be over- feeling. Uh, I didn't overthink how, how, it. You know, I, I tend how to how go beard in baby. like you're, <laughs> you're beard
2: baby, and I'm baby.
3: Okay, <laughs> great. I'm just okay. Baby. Uh, yeah, I uh, I uh, I had a great time with this episode. Felt good about it overall. Uh, anytime Weird Al is involved, I'm having a great time. Mm. Wow, great! Uh, thank you for the, the input, Pete. <laughs>
0: you real seem real very... quick,
2: Pete. Yeah, you're just having a good time when no, you know, say know, Weird you Al. You seem like
0: very clipped about it. Are you upset about this episode? Are you going to be the baby this one? Are oh, you baby? <laughs> Are you throwing a tantrum? <laughs> no, I'm good, man. I'm good. Oh, okay, all
2: right. Are you talking about Weird Al, the recording uh, musician, or Weird Al, that guy who's always just, like, hanging around you, Pete?
3: Oh, the no, no, not, not the weird dude that I hang out with whose name happens to be Al. No, I, no, yeah, no. it's a real yeah, coincidence yeah. that he's yeah, also yeah. Weird Al. Yeah, yeah, I have two Weird Al's in my life. This the one, thing I'm that happy I was most up.
0: surprised about with this episode is, and I guess this isn't the property, this isn't the show. This wasn't very biting. Like I kind of expected. Oh, okay, we're doing the mockumentary format. There's going to be some mm. sort of skewering of how Hollywood works baby. or something That's like that. Yeah, I'm at. the baby. Yeah, Alex there. is there the baby. Go. I'm yes. hat baby. Hat baby. Hat baby. Yes.
3: Hat baby. <laughs> making hat dreams come true. <laughs> oh my god. What is that yeah, like? I don't
0: know. Scott Pilgrim is always like very nice like it's pleasant in general even when they're being mean to each other it's not necessarily biting commentary on anything but i guess that's what i usually expect out of a mockumentary episode it's definitely not at all what they were going for here they were just like let's do some goofy fun things with the characters let's throw everything into chaos in terms of everything
3: we know yeah it's more of an office mockumentary than like a
0: you know mm. biting
3: the hard uh, edge style
1: you should satire, not true the satire.
0: yeah you should watch <laughs> the office i think that, that was pretty harsh. That went hard. All of Yeah, the they episodes. really took down the oh, paper industry. Oh, yeah, The industry. Office
3: went hard, would you say?
0: <laughs> the Office is the hardest show I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Just in terms of I mean, cultural commentary. A scathing I'm, look at the paper industry. Oh, my God. Yeah.
2: I'll never look at the town
0: of Scranton the same way. Like again. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Every time I drive through there, I spit. I spit right out of my car window right yeah, on their ground because gross, they deserve man. it for what they did.
3: What? No, I That's d- actually I a, a sign of
2: respect in Scranton yeah. That's yeah. a positive <laughs> I love you
3: uh,
0: Why don't we talk through this here it's Because we get a lot of stuff going on As we mentioned So uh, the setup is now Edvy and Todd Who are dating because they're the band Clash at Demon Head together right, Are right, now right. starring in the movie as Ramona And Scott Pilgrim Um, And a lot of this episode is about the relationship. First, breaking it up as Todd hooks up with Wallace Wells and sees Sparks and eventually completely breaking it up because they're not together by the end of the episode. Um, What do you think, uh, Pete? You're our relationship expert here. How'd you feel about this? How do you feel about Envy and Todd and everything that went on with them?
3: I mean, this was really hilarious. They leaned into the rom-com in this a little bit, especially because they're talking about making Toronto a character in this as well. So kind of playing with the fun rom-com tropes that you hear about. Um, Yeah, I I thought this was, you know, I mean, you, you kind of feel a little bit bad for Todd, which is a first. Normally, he's just super douche. Gets his powers taken away. Oh, that's what he deserves because you can't. Chicken parm isn't uh, vegan. So, like, yeah, I thought this was, you know, handled in a fun way. And I do really like how they're uh, handling the relationships in this show uh, thus far. And, um, yeah, poor Todd. Just Wallace just wrecking hearts uh, as he goes. You know what I mean? I mean, it's Wallace is
2: the villain. Wallace yeah. is <laughs> having <laughs> villain energy.
0: For sure. Well, I had a couple of thoughts I wanted to throw out here, but I think the major one is about Wallace being the villain, as you're bringing it up. So they kiss in a very funny scene where Envy and Todd can't stop kissing every time they do a take. It's driving the director, played by Kevin McDonald, absolutely insane. And yeah, ultimately, funny. Wallace funny. is like, hey, let's shake it up by letting me make out with Todd, a very Wallace move to do. But... It seems like they both see sparks, but later on Wallace is like, "No, this was just an onset thing." Do you think he's lying, or this is an insane thing to say? But like, do sparks work differently than we thought they did on this show?
3: Wow. Well, I mean, that's a big question. I would say, uh, you know, uh, sparks work differently for different people, but I, I feel that like. Yeah, Wallace does seem like the kind of guy of like, uh, yeah, this is just a fling. This was just for this. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So I didn't feel like when he was walking away, he had secret feelings for Todd.
0: It's just interesting to me. I I agree with you. I think Wallace is being straight up here. But at the same time, I think I kind of expected, based on the first couple episodes, when people see Sparks, that's a sign of mutual attraction and love. Like there is something really there for both of them
3: it's yeah that's the thing about sparks is they can you know i mean that's rom-coms bread and butter right there you think two people are in love oh yeah yeah it's just one person feeling that way you know so uh yeah
2: well i think i think what it came down to with this is that uh, wallace was fell into the genre that they were sort of parodying here of the the rom-com and the Because you were talking to Alex about how the satire, you didn't think it was hard edge enough, but I think they were going after sort of a soft target by sort of parodying uh, Hollywood a little bit, but also just how rom-coms work in general. Uh, And so that's why I feel like they were sort of hitting that mark and not trying to like undercut all of Hollywood.
3: Yeah. That's the one thing I was surprised you weren't the baby about uh, Justin is they're going hard at Hollywood, you know, in these uh, episodes. So I just want to make sure you're feeling okay
2: still about it. You know what I mean? A director saying like the city is a character, like that's funny. That's like a cliche, but it's not like they were going after anyone in particular and, you know, Edgar Ron Young being Neil. Sort of you
3: don't think uh, represents a certain part of, you know, uh, what's going on. You know, the problem with Hollywood. You know what I mean? Come on. okay, Why are
0: you getting so hard <laughs> suddenly? Oh, my God. This Peter's is like five intense. minutes away from going against woke cancel culture ruining oh, Hollywood. No, no, no. Take, exactly. Take it easy with that. Yeah, yeah. Slow okay. your roll. No it's, uh, but no, it's I not. do sorry, go ahead, Justin. No, you
2: say. you you go because then I, I was just gonna
0: say, to... like, in terms of the Hollywood stuff, the things that I was gonna throw out there is like it's ridiculous. It's not satire, it's comedy that they're going for, it's broad comedy things like at day yeah. two the production was seventeen million dollars over budget. That's Hilarious. not like, ooh, gotcha Hollywood. It's three shots in the can. Right. Yeah. That's not going to happen and it's funny. That
2: feels like they're making fun of specifically the Scott Pilgrim movie with that stuff. And a lot of this stuff, it doesn't feel like it's after Hollywood. It's after the movie that we've seen and loved. Did it go over budget? I believe so, yes.
0: Oh, okay. Um, I do think the other thing that I was going to call out there that kind of, I feel like, sets up their whole take on this Hollywood thing is repeatedly calling it a major Canadian motion picture. I think they're more making fun of the fact that like you don't think Canada as a producer of enormous movies. how, How dare you? Yeah. I mean, they don't. It's mostly like... There's a ton nature. of
3: television and movies shot in Canada, yeah, Sure, Come on. but it's
0: mostly just when you're talking about a major Canadian motion picture, it's like, oh, yeah, I got a moose. I got a moose on my phone camera, and I'm going to mm, yeah. release it again. How <laughs> dare you?
2: Sorry. How dare Sorry, you? Sorry, I just want hey, to see that? how hard, how edgy <laughs> this Canadian impression can go, because we're on the border. Yeah. Ooh, Canada's also on the border. Eh? Wow, that's really, really <laughs> that's awful. I feel like this is the culture... You're about to get canceled. you are wrong over here.
0: Oh, man. Canada canceled. Oh, man. Uh, And by the end, Todd eats a big bucket of poutine. That that was pretty good. Pete, would you eat a bucket of poutine that large? Like a popcorn bucket of of poutine? I have. Yeah, exactly. What are you asking?
2: (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) <laughs> what a crazy question, Alex Talk about it. That, right, that's Let me an take it a question. step
0: further then, Because it was clearly like popcorn Large popcorn bucket size Which is already a lot of popcorn If you went to the movie theater And you had a choice between A large bucket of popcorn While you're watching the movie And a large bucket of poutine What would you go for, Pete? Both
2: <laughs> Wow a Controversial answer You're going to well, eat poutine At a movie theater? Your hands are going to be disgusting <laughs> Yeah, the bucket's going to be Sucked through
0: you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. The bottom of that bucket's definitely going to collapse oh, any yeah. second now. Yeah. Do you do you like the M M&M and M trick where you take a little bit of the poutine and pour it in the popcorn so it gets all
3: melty? No, yeah, yeah. Great. This, this is, is so too agreeable. much. This
2: gravy, <laughs> this, so this gravy uh, pornography, basically, what we're talking about here, has gone too yeah. far. <laughs> Pete's <laughs> going to put a, culture, bubble, gonna
0: a couple of buckets together and
2: run a gravy train, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh a, my wow! God. Good, good, wow. good. This gravy, gravy culture is out of control. We need to put it. <laughs> How transfer. dare
3: you? We just had Thanksgiving. It was in, in a perfect place.
2: Yes. Sorry, I'm Canadian. What is Thanksgiving? No. It's a holiday celebrated on October 6th, a Monday. To Uh, talk about the Young Neil
0: thing, just to get back to the Hollywood parody stuff. I do think that you're right, Pete. There is a parody of very lightly film bros who are like, yeah, I love cinema. I saw
2: Mean Streets. Transformers. Yeah, Yeah.
0: maybe not Transformers, but like him wearing the Cronenberg for president. Cronenberg for
2: president, yes. And that was a film bro takedown
0: for sure. Yes, absolutely. And Young Neil has that level. He keeps talking about like how he's into cinema now and he's a screenwriter. He doesn't know anything about it. Uh, It's very funny. Um, But again, it's very broad. Like, it's not like Phil bros are going to
2: watch that and be like, how dare you, you got me in my heart. It's like, huh, you know, but I don't think this show is meant to be doing, uh, trying to take anyone down. This show is just having some fun.
3: It Uh, seems like they're saying Hollywood's, uh, is full of shit and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. (laughs) Wow. (laughs)
2: Yeah, they're calling it Holly Weird, I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, Pete's anti film bro uh, (laughs) bona fides are showing. uh, uh, Yeah, go ahead, Justin. (laughs) I was going to say the way the the relationship stuff plays out, because I think that's where we're talking about, like, what are the big swings here? Like, they're not trying to take down Hollywood or anything. They're trying to mash up all of these characters that we've seen, and they're doing a good job of that. And the way that they do find sympathetic moves for all the exes, I think, is what the fun and sort of direction here is.
0: Uh, This is the other thing that I wanted to bring up is – conversely, from the previous two episodes where Ramona found real closure with her exes there, she doesn't really do that with Todd, I don't think. We do get that flashback to them together about how they made out in the bleachers. But ultimately, by the end of the episode, Todd is bummed out eating his poutine. Envy doesn't like him anymore because she cheated on him and broke up with him. And Ramona has moved on to the next thing. She finds out from Matthew Patel that... Uh, maybe it's Julie and Gordon Goose who are behind the whole thing. So what do you think about that? I mean, I do think that is a big change up for the formula. Do you feel like there's more closure there that maybe I missed? Or otherwise, how do you feel about this change to the structure?
2: I agree. There wasn't a ton of closure and it wasn't at all like a make peace moment. If anything, it highlighted that Ramona and Todd really just didn't have a relationship and mm-hmm. that Todd even like... You know, despite him seeing Sparks, he just feels like a guy that is loves maybe Poutine most of all at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. Like what is what's Uh, the takeaway from Todd? He's sort of a cypher or something.
3: I think it's one of those people who kind of like uh, you point him in a direction. He's going to see Sparks, whoever's in front of him. You know what I mean? Like he like a dum-dum. Yeah, a little bit. And I think that. Um, You know, also, I love the moment where they confirmed the, you know, like, yeah, he punched a hole in the moon. Yeah, That was a fun mm-hmm. kind of callback bit. That I was a little bummed out about that just because I liked the callback.
0: But I absolutely love the joke in the book where he does that. He's like, I'll punch a hole in the moon for you, Ramona. And then I think the caption is something like 30 pages of apocalyptic destruction follow, which is so funny. Yeah. Um, I, they didn't have that in the movie either, but I just love that so much. I wish they had done something like that there. Um, but I did we like got a the, little bit. It was fun. You got a little bit. And I did like the joke of dramatic reenactment of a yeah. guy hovering in front of the moon. That
2: was, that was a fun bit. But fun. was fun. fun. Yeah. Um, how do we feel about Matt? Matthew Patel is sort of taking on the role of Gideon from the original comic, right? He's, a He's bad. staying in the power Yeah, he's in
3: the helicopter He's kind of like now the head dude, yeah mm-hmm. It's interesting The power shift, for sure I do think, though, we get an indicator Of potentially where things are going to go At
0: the end of the episode here When Ramona and Matt Matthew Patel have this You can't just say his first name Matthew Patel have yeah. this conversation Where she reveals that Scott is alive to him And he's like He's alive and he ends his sentence with, is he mad at me? Um, yeah. And it, yeah. he even points out, he's like, oh God, I got all my confidence from killing Scott. What happens now? Yeah. So I think there's more to come on that potentially. Uh, and that's that's a fun direction to send him in. Um, it's an actor... Who It almost feels like, I don't have any knowledge of this, but it almost feels like that might have been the genesis, like we talked about in a previous episode, of Matthew Patel comes in, fights Scott. That's the only thing he does. You don't know anything about him. So finding out more about him and his character through the actor, through the voice, um, that's exciting. It's It gives this
3: project yeah. life, you know? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, uh, I'm a- uh, I was going to change subjects. Were you going to, to? Yeah, no, I was too. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was, yeah, I just... I was
0: going
2: to stay here, but go ahead, you guys. Oh, you going to talk about bad. like something else, like holiday plans or still on the Scott Pilgrim <laughs> stuff?
0: <laughs> no, just, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it later. It was holiday plans.
3: Go ahead, Pete. I think sometimes in show where you, or shows where you walk away and you're like, Oh, there's this one character that they didn't show enough of. And I really wanted more. And then sometimes when you get more of that character, it's not as enjoyable. I think Lucas Lee in this is just constantly hilarious. And I don't ever get tired of him just doing like grunts or little smirks or like the way he uses his smile on the phone and she can't see it. Like there's just. That, that I don't know. Was, I,
0: sorry to interrupt you He was not in this episode That was the last it was episode That was the
3: episode before but oh, okay, still, so when you I'm said you trying. wanted to talk about you a different topic it. it was
0: a another episode
3: uh, Yeah, I wanted to change subjects a little that bit is winding, <laughs> yeah, That is quite different I was yeah. winding up to it a little bit If you would have let me finish Oh, I'm sorry, finish, please So then we get Todd, more Todd in this episode mm. And then it's like, oh my <laughs> god <laughs> Uh, Is this because he can be just this one note kind of thing. And like the vegan police were such a big part. Like it also took away from Todd's story a little bit and became like a cooler part of his story. I, it was just still very cool to kind of see these characters and get more time with them. I'm really impressed with the way they're using characters and, and getting more time with them and, you know, maybe hitting similar jokes that we know and love, but also kind of doing uh, new stuff with them in a way that maybe is formulaic depending on the episode. But man, I'm loving every second we get with uh, these exes.
0: I mean, that brings up a related point there in terms of seeing characters again. Todd breaks his veganism, but we don't see the vegan police. Yeah. We don't see Thomas
3: Jane. How are you feeling, Pete? That hurts. It hurts real bad. I'm a baby about that. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to bring everybody back and baby. you're not going to bring the vegan police, I mean, that seems like a huge mistake. What are you even doing?
2: Yeah, yeah. Actually, in in the name of that, Pete, would you mind mailing Thomas Shane a check for what he would have been paid to be in this show?
3: Yeah, I don't mind because uh, okay. he, he every really year I it. send him a check around uh, you know Christmas time, Thanksgiving, just to make sure he's doing all right. You know? I usually send him a nice. big bucket of change so he can take care of his dirty laundry. Oh, smart. <laughs>
0: nice. That's
2: to be expensive just for shipping, Alex. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's right.
0: more than the amount of change that's in the bucket.
2: It's, it's a bad deal. I should not do that. That's ironic. That's sort of ironic. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about so we a couple of smaller things. Wait, can uh, I say one more thing on that? Yeah. Uh, whenever
0: it arrives, it actually gets to his house, and he's not there because he's gone for the holidays, and so he'll send me back a note that says, sorry, I missed you, which I'm like, that's fun.
2: Nice. Is he was in a movie a called publisher? The Mist. Oh wow. Uh, Deep. Cut. I Maybe you're that. the biggest Thomas Jane fan, Alec. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that movie's great. You, you should watch way. The
0: Mist. It's one of the best horror movies of all time. So good. Pete, don't watch it. You'll be too scared.
2: Yeah, you're it's lost Too scary of for Pete. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Maybe you could just turn the volume down and watch Thomas Jane like a like a real fan.
0: Yeah, no, there's there's like monsters. You can see sparks. There's yeah, monsters. See sparks. Yeah. Um, Tell you what. Uh, what I was going to we'll say we'll
2: watch it together and I'll uh, I'll
0: put my <laughs> hands over your eyes, Pete.
2: Wow, and Pete will be—it's right. Pete will be faced down in a bucket of poutine. Anyway, you want to see anything? <laughs> He's got gravy eyes. He's got that gravy eye. Uh, what I was going to say is, we get some uh, Stephen and Knives stuff here. They get a meeting. It feels like they're on the sort of rock and roll arc that Scott mm-hmm. Pilgrim always has. It's just everyone else is concerned with other things except for them, which I think is interesting. Are we going to see sparks fly between those two?
0: Hmm. Stephen comes out in the comics as gay, right? Like hooks up with the guy At that the he X. is. Yeah, that yeah. he's making the album with.
2: So I'd say no. What do you? But they. Think? But, I believe there was some knives Stephen stuff before that happened, though, right? In no, that comics.
3: was knives and pine. Knives uh, and pine and knives and young Neil. Yeah, there was nothing. I thought there
2: was a no. moment where they were palling around. No, no, no. um, Stephen
0: was together with Julie on and off Julie. most of the book. Yes. And then he broke up and got together with the Beardo.
3: Yeah. Um, speaking well, of the rock and roll of it all, I love the line where Todd's like, we're rock stars. We do whatever we want. We want to do right now is be a movie star. It's just so <laughs> funny. Just so funny. Yeah. That is very funny.
0: Uh, Other notes. Oh, on the Stephen and Dives thing, I did want to say it was such a weird joke. I had to look it up and I still don't get it. But when Stephen and Dives, they say they wrote a song that's like a cross between the last number and all that jazz and the first number in Grease 2. I don't know what is going like. That is such a dense joke there has to be something there it's but... fun it's just, i like the
3: first and last of that joke mm-hmm. you know it's just yeah. really I don't fun. know
2: the specifics either but my takeaway was probably least not favorite songs from either of those mm-hmm. projects grease no. 2 is famously not something anyone liked yeah so uh, i feel uh, like that's... i feel like there's some grease 2 heads out there mhm there yeah, definitely are 100% Uh, There's there's a fan for everything out there. Oh, we didn't talk about the fight yet.
0: We haven't really talked about Ramona in this episode at all. Um, Shame on us. Shame on us. Mostly because, I don't know, she's just kind of there most of the episode. Oh, how
3: dare you. She's a little
0: bit
2: along for the ride.
0: Yeah. To be honest, given how old she is, I was worried that maybe she died at some uh, point. She's got to get it in in there. I can't Um, can't get it in there. She came back. Yeah. And Justin, you got a butt shot as they
2: as
3: she skated away. I,
2: of course. I'm telling you the butts, the obsession with butts in
3: this show. I mean, I've, I've def- watched I'm, one episode and thought, man, they're focusing on butts. Yep. They just have now, little cutaways to butts. When Justin and I watched the
0: show together, I put my hand over his eyes for any shots that are not butts. So he actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Doesn't but seem I
2: actually have seen a lot of the episode because there's so many <laughs> butts. There's so many butts. <laughs> the uh, yeah, fight stuff was mostly, she's. It's fun.
0: She's mostly here as a joke this episode, like her being but the stunt double butt. for Envy, who is herself. Yeah. She does. This is my least favorite fight. I thought it was a funny setup to have the Wallace-Wells yeah. stunt doubles versus Envy Adams stunt double, the joke where the guys who are doing the documentary – hear the narrator saying Wallace Wells versus M.V. Adams fight, and they're like, who's that, huh? Good little meta joke
2: there. Fun. It's fun. I like this one better than the Ninja Paparazzi, but um, wow, that was my least favorite. Yeah. Wow. Um, a
0: couple of other things. I love that, every fight sequence. So. I like the running joke about her going up to people in the movie and being like, I'm looking for Scott Pilgrim and then them saying, I'm Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim, yeah. Which they did with Todd again yeah. this episode. Hey, Todd
3: saying, I'm Scott Pilgrim uh, a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Really hilarious. Mm-hmm. Todd
0: getting the tattoo of Wallace as a little sailor boy right on his body. That was pretty cute. Cute. Uh, also, vegans never wafer. Very fun. silly joke, but very fun. Uh, well, uh, we well, We got to uh, see
2: the P bar. The P bar. Yeah, yeah,
0: that was nice. Uh, well, well, wells. That was was a dumb joke, but it made me laugh. Also, I don't know. This was such a random thing, but it made me laugh when Todd looks up to the roof of his trailer and sees Wallace and the Stars and they play an air horn. I don't know. That was very funny to me. I guess I just like air horns. I guess so. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, Uh, You love um, all like DJ music, right? Oh, like every, every
0: single bit. I've never heard some bad DJ music. I've never heard a bad morning show. It's all wow. good. Mm. The uh, and we get a little bit of uh, Robot 01 is watching yeah. towards the end of they the gotta,
3: episode. I'm hoping next episode we kind of get to that because I'm sick of robot one now. I'm like, all right, Ooh, it's yeah, too much. You're there. They dragged out the mystery.
2: Interesting. Well, here's the thing like that is like the ongoing thing. Uh we have a, the only other cl- major clue to me is that no one else could have written the script besides Scott Pilgrim, basically. So we're going to get Nega some, Scott. some Scott. Nega Scott is something we said, or some other version of Scott. I feel like they could do a talk about parroting Hollywood, a multiverse thing could happen here. So Ooh. we'll see. So Scott is a thing, but the, the twins robot A one implies the twins, unless there's something they're also going to see differently. So, I'm curious. I haven't watched ahead. If anyone has, and they're listening to this, we all sound dumb, but, um, I feel like to me, it seems random that the twins would just be arbitrarily the exes who are behind it all. So I got to put it onto a Scott or nega Scott situation. And maybe robot. I Want is somehow working for, for him or that. Mm. Hmm.
0: Pete, what about you? You got a big theory at this point or any big theories other than I'm having a good time?
3: I'm having a great time, um, and uh, that's all that matters. No, I I think that, yeah, I don't care if it's Gideon behind the robot or the twins or whatever, but I really want to deal with it because just having them pop up every once in a while, I'm like, when are we going to kind of deal with this? Um, So three more episodes.
0: Yeah, three more episodes. So soon, I would say. Well, let's
3: deal with the next episode and then build up to something. You know what I mean? Like, come on. All right, we'll see what happens. Uh, anything else you guys want to call about? Call out about
0: the episode before we wrap up here?
2: I just love Pete's having a good time theories when they kind of, like, come together. Because you know what? They're very provable. Pete's having a good time, so it's always correct. Mm-hmm. And then the Julie, uh, Julie Gideon stuff, that's interesting to me. I think that's going to be a fun episode, perhaps the next episode it seems like. But I don't think they or he is behind any of this. Because... All he did was take L's after yeah. the Do you change.
0: think, based on the la- entirely on the last shot of the episode, do you think they put Julie and Gordon together because they both have glasses so they could do that shot of like them having the whited out glasses
2: so they look evil? I don't know. Um does your wife have glasses, Alex? Um she does, yes. There you go. Glasses love glasses.
0: <laughs> That's what I always say. Gla and you always say glasses love asses
2: yeah i do what i know i i say i say no glasses love asses because no i don't glasses have glasses and i love glasses
0: love asses
2: Ah, that old oh, that, coincidentally coincidentally <laughs> that's my warm-up when i have to do anything sort of <laughs> wow glasses really of glasses no glasses geez. love asses yeah yeah
0: yeah great uh well listen i think that was a close one like the last episode with a little baby tantrum that happened we had a bunch of baby tantrums this episode but i still so think many babies i still think scott pilgrim took this one unfortunately oh so, come on no you want to give this he one to he no. does. he's the strongest fighter no. in the province i don't know how we're going to pull out a yeah. w by the end here we're going to be like a Gordon goose ourselves. If you'd like to support oh, this easy. podcast and all the podcasts, we do patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Scott Pilgrim, Apple, Spotify, Android, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at comic book live at comic book live, excuse me, on Twitter slash X comic book club live on TikTok and Instagram comic book club for this podcast and many more. And next time, Scott Pilgrim, you're going to be the baby. You're the baby, Scott. Yeah, you're the baby.
2: We're the babies and you're the baby. We're all babies. And this is a fun nursery school where we fight. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good idea for a business.
3: Yeah, it is. I think it's just nursery school, though.